This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Peak Northwest an outdoors and travel podcast by The Oregonian and Oregon Live, dedicated to the adventure and exploration of our beautiful Pacific Northwest. I'm Jamie Hale. And I'm Vicki Connor. Together, we take you to some of the most beautiful and interesting destinations in our region, discussing where to go, what to do, and places to see. And today, we're headed into Oregon's central Cascade Mountains, heading east from Eugene along the beautiful Mackenzie River. Jamie, I understand you just spent some time up there exploring. Oh my god, I spent um, actually taking a couple of trips over there over the last year. And I have to say, Vicky, I love Mackenzie River. My god. Have you been up there? Have you had the, the pleasure? I've been close. I haven't explored the trail at all, but uh, when Jim and I explored the Mackenzie Scenic Bikeway, we were just all around that area and made some pit stops, and we were attempting to go some of the places where you ended up visiting. There's just so many amazing places to visit there. I mean, when you talk about different kinds of places in Oregon that you want to see, uh, waterfalls, hot springs, lakes, mountain views, um, forested trails... The McKinsey River Trail and the, the corridor there along McKinsey River has all of that. And so it, it's basically just sort of a wonderland of different natural attractions that you can go and explore spending, you know, a day popping into all of them or um, spending a week really exploring each one in depth. Yeah, totally. And I even remember the drive out there was super beautiful getting there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's, I think, it, you know, a three different scenic byways that comprise that that section of of the highway, which just goes to show that like this is clearly one of the most scenic spots in Oregon. And for good reason. You've got this beautiful place to drive if you want to drive through it. And then it's a beautiful place to explore. Um, no matter what kind of activity you're looking to do, there's like some way to get out there and see this phenomenal piece of nature. Well, because that sounds like such a cool adventure and because I definitely want to hear more about it and make my way back there at some point, we'll be spending today's show talking all about the Mackenzie River Trail and all the beautiful spots you can explore along it. So, Jamie, where do you think we should begin on this? (laughs) Yeah, right. Where to begin? So the Mackenzie River Trail is roughly a 26 mile hiking trail. Um, hiking, backpacking, that trail connects basically all of these different beautiful sites together. So I, I figure why don't we start at sort of the northern terminus, the at the source of the McKenzie River itself, which is a place called Clear Lake. So Vicki, I understand this is a spot that you have visited before. It is. So when Jim and I ventured to um, the McKenzie River Scenic Bikeway, um, we stopped at Clear Lake 
to check it out and drone it, get some video, get some cool photos from that aerial view. And it was in the fall, so the foliage there was just stunning. And even though it rained a little bit, I was still taken back by how beautiful it was. It's just a stunning spot, right? I mean, so the the name itself is pretty descriptive. Um, it is a really, really uh, phenomenally clear lake. Um, so because of that, um, it's one of the sort of premier freshwater diving spots in Oregon. And even just hiking along it, you can see in spots that the colors that come out of that water, we're talking sort of like aqua blue and oh bright green. Um, you can see just straight into the lake, all these various, you know, the trees that are down there, um, different animals. It's just a, a gorgeous spot. When I went there, it was um, during sort of the peak fall foliage season. Uh-huh. And so you had those colors of the lake uh, rimmed by these, uh, you know, vine maples and other trees turning a bright orange and yellow and red. So, I mean, the, the colors there at this spot are just really f- absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Totally. It's just one of the most picturesque places you can imagine, pretty much. When we went, it seemed like there were also so, there was like a campground or something nearby as well. Are you familiar with it? Yeah, yeah. I think there's a there's a couple of campgrounds there at Clear Lake as well as a lodge. It, it's sort of known as um, a, a big recreation spot, obviously for obvious yeah. reasons. So um, you know, people obviously camp there, and what a lot of people like to do is take the loop hike around the lake. Mm. So um, part of that, that loop hike is the McKenzie River Trail itself. Um, but oh. if you wanted to just do, say, a loop around Clear Lake, it's about a 5.3 mile loop, moderately easy trail, nothing too bad. Um, there's some spots of volcanic rock that kind of uh, offer some tricky footing, a couple of small hills to, to tackle. Um, but it's just, I think, a really nice place to do a day hike, um, You know, walking around the lake, looking at all the different sites and all the different colors. Yeah, that sounds like one of the most peaceful things you could do. <laughs> yeah, right. So, Jamie, aside from Clear Lake, I hear there's some great waterfalls on this trail. Oh, my God. Yeah, absolutely. There's one spot in particular called the Waterfalls Loop. So this is just south of Clear Lake. So if you can imagine, say you're hiking the whole McKinsey River Trail. Um, you start at the northern terminus just north of Clear Lake. You walk around one side of Clear Lake. You continue a little bit farther south get to a spot called the Waterfalls Loop. And this is another sort of small loop hike that takes you to two really impressive waterfalls. One is Saheli Falls, the other is Kusa Falls. And um, it's a really pretty short loop hike to see them both. It's about 2.6 miles, um, kind of a moderate hike. There's definitely some hills, some tricky footing, but it the trail leads you along either side of the McKinsey River. Um, and it's just an absolutely stunning section. And this is one of my favorite small day hikes in, you know, the cat in the central cascades. Mm. Um, you get different views of, of, from either side of the river of these waterfalls. Um, and if you go when the, the river is running well, uh, say during the rainy season, then it's just, uh, absolutely gushing and just a really, really phenomenal sight to see. Wow. Did you check these out on your most recent trip or is this something you've seen these waterfalls previously. It was that same trip I was out there in the fall. So I mean, I what I did is I drove out to Clear Lake in the morning, did a little loop hike around Clear Lake to see the fall foliage. And then I went straight down south on the highway and stopped off at the Waterfalls Loop and did the little 2.6 mile loop there. So when I was there, we had some more fall foliage along the side of the river, which again, I, I think it's just a perfect time to go. Um, a little bit cool, a little bit damp, but the, it was just the colors of everything were stunning. 
the blue of the Gosh. river with like the orange and the yellow of the leaves. I mean, you really can't beat that. Seriously. And speaking of really blue things, what about <laughs> blue pool? I think I've seen this on a few different lists of like things you must do in Oregon or check out. What's that all about? Yeah. So again, moving farther south in the McKinsey River Trail, just south of the Waterfalls Loop, you get a place called Blue Pool, which is also known as Tamalish Falls. So this is a really cool sort of geological uh, uh, formation here. So basically what happened is um, at some point a thousand years ago or so, uh, a volcanic flow came across the McKinsey River and dammed it up in a section. Because the, the volcanic rock is porous, the water kind of came down underground and has seeped up through the porous rock um, to come back up to the surface to continue the river. So what? you have, yeah, right. So you have this, this pool of water that is basically the river coming up from underground and it forms this, this, this nice little pool. And because the river water, the Mickens River is already so clear and so cold and so clean, you get this really beautiful blue hue to this, this, to this water, similar to Clear Lake, how it has this kind of that blue and aquamarine mm-hmm. hue to it and just so clear. You see that at Blue Pool. So it becomes a really popular spot for people to day hike to. Mm. Um, there's a hike there from the Tamalich Trailhead that's about 4.2 miles out and back. Um, a little tricky with footing again with all that va- volcanic rock that's in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just a stunning spot to end your hike in a really, really cool place. And if it's during the rainy season and mm-hmm. the water's going really well, some of that river water will actually go over top of that volcanic flow that dammed the river and create Tamalich Falls. I see. Okay. Yeah. I've definitely seen photos of this, you know, on social media and just the internet. And it was one of those things when you see it, you're like, no way that it can actually be this color in real life, but it sounds like it actually is. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. It's kind of like, you know, Crater Lake too. You know, people go to Crater Lake and they think, can it really be that blue? And it really is that blue. It's amazing. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So anything else in this area around Blue pool, or we keep going south? Let's keep going south, I think. The next spot I want to talk about was a place called Bigelow Hot Springs, which is also known as Deer Creek Hot Springs. So um, now this is like, don't get your hopes up. Okay. (laughs) Don't get your hopes up. (laughs) Okay. It it is not one of these sort of bigger built up hot springs where they've got like, you know, all the different soaking pools and all this stuff. This is the the tiniest, tiniest, tiniest little hot spring. Um, What's cool about it is that it's basically on the banks of the river sort of in kind of a sheltered little cave area. Um, so you can, if you can sort of work your way to it from this little trail and walk through the river shallows, you can kind of tuck yourself away in this little tiny pocket of hot springs. And some people would like to do that, you know, um, it's a nice place to get away if no one else is there. Uh Um, but the, the trick of it is because it's basically on the river, uh, if the river is running high, it's going to be flooded, which is, which is the case when I went, uh, just recently. Okay. Um, the river was going so high with all of these seasonal rains we've had that like, you know, you barely couldn't even see it. You know, the whole thing was inundated. Okay. I see. So yeah, when I think of hot springs, I think of two different avenues. There's either one you like 
pay entry to some established place that like has access to the hot springs below the ground and like you're in a tub or something like that. <laughs> and then two, the natural hot springs that you just walk up to, it's public access and it might be really crowded, might not be, uh, but it's kind of up in the air. You don't, you're not making a reservation for this one, it sounds like. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> if folks want more of like that traditional Oregon mountain hot spring experience, um, they can go down to Terwilliger Hot Springs, which is um, just a little bit farther south off of uh, 126. Um, so that that's an option for folks who, who are looking for that kind of experience. If you're like one of these hot spring fanatics and you're like, got to mm-hmm. go to all the hot springs I can get to, uh-huh. sure, stop at Bigelow Hot Springs. Give it a look. <laughs> um, but I just want to caution folks, this is not this is not probably the, the best hot spring experience you can find <laughs> in Oregon. <laughs> so it was just flooded over when you went? completely yeah. okay yeah. yeah exactly it was pouring down rain that day uh, and the river was so high it was uh, you know someone had warned me to a forest ranger and said you're not going to be able to get into it so just don't even bother oh, but i wanted to check no. that anyway because i wanted to see for myself yeah sure yeah enough, could you yeah. could you kind of tell where it would be had it not been flooded over because i had seen pictures of it before uh, I was able to sort of compare pictures to this spot where it seemed like underwater there were some rocks arranged <laughs> to delineate this hot springs. And I was like, I think I can see it. I think it's right over there. That sounds about right. <laughs> so it seems like maybe it would be best to go during like the middle of the summer, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think so. That's probably right. You know, yeah. your summertime, which is not like the the premier hot spring time, I guess. Um, yeah. When I think of hot springs, I think of like the winter when it's nice and cool or the fall. <laughs> True. Uh, but, you know, hey, folks, if, you, if you're looking for it nice and cool up in the mountains, um, go check it out. You know, it's a fun little spot. I'm looking at the, uh, what is this? Just a, a random type of hot spring website that I guess does a roundup. And uh, like most other public area hot springs, clothing is optional. So be aware. Right. Be aware. Yeah. If you're not down with nudity, go somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And uh, okay, so if we keep moving south, uh, tell me a little bit about the lower trail. Yeah. So once you get kind of south beyond um, the hot spring there, there's the the options of, of interesting destinations sort of peters out a little bit. Okay. Um, so the lower trail itself is nice. Uh, and just in that it is a sort of a quiet forested trail with lots of river access points. So if you're not looking to hang out with the crowds at Blue Pool or a clear lake, and you're just looking for a sort of a nice trail along the McKinsey River, walk through the woods a little bit, the lower trail is a nice option for that. Um, folks who are doing backpacking will probably see the whole thing if you want to backpack the entire trail. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a couple of, of campgrounds and day use areas down there that give people the option to um, hang out around that that quieter section as well. So yeah, it just, just kind of lacks all the sort of big name, all the hits, if you will, of the upper trail. I see. I see. So will people often maybe like park at one end of the trail and then drive back and start at the other side and like maybe have if you have two cars available to you if you're want to hike the whole thing yeah that's certainly an option i mean it's like i said you know about 26 miles or so mm-hmm. um and for some folks who especially those who maybe do through hiking or trail running totally mm-hmm. doable um and that's a beautiful spot to do that too because again you're not worrying about too much elevation gain on right. this trail um there's definitely some i think the biggest issue 
for long distance hikers is again, sort of that tricky footing in that volcanic rock. Mm-hmm. Um, just got to really watch your ankles in a lot of sections. So that slows you down a little bit. Um, but absolutely you want to park at one side of it, one end of the trail and, um, another car at the other. That's a great way to do a sort of a long distance day hike, especially when we get these long summer days like we do now. And so when you're walking through this trail, is it just like classic Pacific Northwest, like canopy of trees the whole time as you're going through? It's yeah, it's pretty dense. Um, I mean, obviously, it opens up around um, the lakes, the bodies of water, but it is it is nice, dense forest in there. So you're getting a lot of conifers, um, a, a lot of other types of trees as well, which give you that nice fall color. And then it just sort of runs along the shores of the McKinsey River. The McKinsey River runs pretty well. It's, it's a it's a pretty rugged river. Um, I think because you have a lot of that volcanic rock in there, um, the shores are a little bit more rugged than maybe you're used to. So it's not going to be like sandy beach going down right. to the river, for example. Right. Um, but um, definitely a lot of spots to pull off on that trail. Um, if it's a hot day, take a dip in some of the shallower, um, easier parts of the river. There's definitely a lot of opportunities for people who want to do a little exploring and, and check out this spot. Yeah, it seems like there's kind of an endless amount of things to do and see on this trail. So we'll talk more about the Mackenzie River Trail right after a short break. And we are back talking about Mackenzie River Trail. And Jamie, from what you've told me in your most recent trip, you had a stay at Belknap Hot Springs. Great spot. Um, we were just talking about hot springs on the river and how <laughs> it's not really uh, you know, a great option, at least at Deer Creek Hot Springs, Bigelow Hot Springs. Um, for folks who want more of a, a built-up hot spring experience, mm-hmm. um, something where you can sort of actually soak um, – not really worry too much about um, public nudity if that's your, if that's what you're worried about or finding space. Belknap Hot Springs is a great place. So this is a resort essentially. Mm-hmm. They have built pools into which they pump hot spring water. So you're not kind of soaking in like that natural pool out in the forest. Um, what you're getting is you're staying at a resort. Um, you know whether you're staying overnight in one of their lodge rooms or in their campgrounds. Um, they've got spots for, for tents, for RVs, they've got cabins. Um, it's really just sort of a great place to stay overnight. So that is a good way to do it. But if you're not staying overnight, you can also just go soak during the day. Um, get a pass to soak for an hour or two and hang out in one of those pools and just kind of relax in that hot water, um, which is what I did. You know, I stayed overnight in their lodge room while I was out there uh-huh. and um, checked out both of their, of their two pools they have on the property. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, for me, that's a great way to do hot springs because you're, you've got a little bit more comfort. Um, you don't have to worry about fighting for space or yeah. other people, you know, you really can just in, actually enjoy soaking. So when Jim and I were out that way, we wanted to end the bike trip since it was so close to these hot springs. We wanted to end the trip by going for a hot spring soak afterwards. And unfortunately, I think they were closed for renovations. So I definitely have some FOMO that you were able to go and experience it. (laughs) Yeah, we'll definitely check it out. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's that's a great way to do it, right? You're out for the day, you're hiking, you're, you know, you're biking, you're doing whatever. Um, In the day, soak in your bones a little bit. Uh, If you need a place to stay, they have it too. Um, it's a, it's a great spot for that. One thing I will say, if you're staying overnight in this area, not a ton of food options. Um, not a lot of restaurants. There's a couple around, a couple pubs around. Um, but definitely a situation where you're kind of on your own for, for providing your own food. 
So um, just something to keep in mind. Did you end up packing something? Yeah, basically, I just packed some real basic, easy to microwave kind of stuff. You know, right? The room I had basically had a microwave and a mini fridge, so it was you know whatever I can do with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So where else can people stay around here? Yeah, another spot to check out is the Clear Lake Resort. So we talked about Clear Lake and how beautiful that is. There is a resort there as well. They have a bunch of cabins uh, as well as um, I believe they have a yurt there. Um, oh, you can rent kayaks and rowboats to take out on the lake itself, which is a really cool option if you don't have your own. It's another kind of great way to not just have to kind of breeze through Clear Lake, but to stay and actually explore it a little bit more. There's also some campgrounds like we talked about there at Clear Lake as well. So um, however you're trying to stay, it seems like that is a great place to stay. So we talked about the campgrounds at Clear Lake. Where are some of the other campgrounds people can uh can go visit if they're really looking to camp. Oh, they're all over the place. Um, I would urge folks just to take a look at, honestly, Google Maps helps. Um, or you can look at the Willamette National Forest. They've got uh, a list of campgrounds in this area. We've got the Olali Campground, which is right there on the river. And you also have um, Camp Yale, which is just off the highway. It's not on the McKinsey River, but it's close. And that, I believe, is run by Belknap Pot Springs people as well. Paradise Campground is a nice one. It has a nice day use area as well. Uh, right on the McKinsey River, and it's just near the southern terminus of the trail. So for folks who wanted to do a long-distance hike, it's a great place to sort of camp the night before, wake up in the morning, um, set off on the trail from there, um, you know, or end your, your hike there as well. So that's that's a really nice spot, I think. Yeah. Do you know if a lot of those campsites are kind of first come, first serve? You make a reservation ahead of time, you know, as we get into this busy summer season of camping, what should folks expect? You should expect a reservation at pretty much all these places. I mean, aside from the fact that they are popular already, um, we've kind of entered this era where most campsites are going to be first come, first served in Oregon. I think with with COVID, that really changed things up. And, and a lot of the national forests have really moved towards the reservation system now that it's made easier with you know online reservations. Um, so definitely make sure you get a reservation. Definitely book it as far in advance as you can. If you have the flexibility to go like, you know, on a weekday, um, sometimes you'll find openings available for like a random Wednesday or something like that. Yeah. Um, that can be a nice way to go. But if you're looking for a weekend or a holiday, you either need to look really far in advance or just think about it next year. <laughs> yeah. Think, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yeah. I was just looking at Coldwater Cove Campground, which is the one, which is one of the ones at Clear Lake. And, you know, there's few and far between as far as making a reservation for availability in the next, you know, couple of months. Um, there are a few first come, first serve, but again, you can't can't completely bank on that. But if you like living on the edge, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Some people do. Yeah. <laughs> Some people, it's like the, like the people who like to get to the airport at the last minute, right? Um, really love to live on that edge. That's not yeah. me personally. Um, <laughs> I, I've had to do that driving to like a first come first serve campsite and yeah. uh, just been so anxious about it the entire way. Um, it's it's just the worst. Fun fun tip though. This is a little off topic, but while we're talking about first come first serve campsites, um, there are typically um, handicapped campsites at a lot of campgrounds, especially like national parks and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Which um, if they are unclaimed by, I think it's like six p.m. or seven p.m. or something like that. They open them up to the general public as a first come, first serve. Um, ah. So if you are in a pinch and a campsite has one of those um, and it is also 
unclaimed at that point, then you can probably snag that. I've done that before at national parks and have um, really been grateful for that little tip yeah. right there. Pro tips by Jamie Hale right here. <laughs> Campground style. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so where else can we get some rentals or places to stay uh, around this area? Aside from looking all the way out in Eugene or all the way out in Sisters, right. if folks are looking for like a vacation rental, I would check out the little town of McKinsey Bridge, which Ooh. is basically at that southern terminus of the McKinsey River Trail. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of kind of be your best bet. You know, just looking at, at Google Maps, you can see there's a couple of places there. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some more little rentals tucked away in that mm-hmm. spot. Um, you know, these are tiny, tiny little towns, but I would definitely expect to be able to find at least a couple of rentals in that area. So, um, don't be discouraged. Definitely take a look in there if that's the kind of lodging you're looking for. Awesome. And is how small of a town are we talking about here? I, I mean, it's like a sort of a no, no offense meant to McKenzie Bridge. It's kind of like a drive-through town. You know, I think there's a general store. Um, I see. You know, maybe a couple, couple little places to get food. Uh-huh. Um, if that, um, gotcha. not a lot of stuff, just basically you might call it a, um, a village. You might call it like a burg. I don't know what those technical definitions are, but, <laughs> um, something smaller than a town, uh-huh. um, I think, uh, but bigger than an, an, an encampment, if you will, <laughs> more yes. solid than that. You keep adding things to my list of things I want to do <laughs> in Oregon, Jamie. So That's what now, I'm here for. <laughs> Mackenzie River Trail, you know, maybe like a, a little backpacking trip or something. Yes. It just sounds so beautiful and so picturesque. Absolutely. Well, that that's that's sort of been on my list to do, too, is do a backpacking trip along that trail because it, yeah. it's just, it's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, definitely make sure to get out there at some point. Again, I know you've been to Clear Lake, but definitely check out some of the other spots. I think they're, they're, you know, really worth uh, a stop when you're passing through the area. Yeah. I'm excited to visit when it's a little less rainy than when I visited in the fall, for sure. Yeah. Uh, when the rains will end eventually. Yes. <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm waiting. <laughs> Well, until then, as we wait for the rains to end, you all can watch our videos on the Oregonians YouTube channel and view all of our travel and outdoors coverage on OregonLive.com slash travel, as well as Here'sOregon.com. Please leave us a rating or review if you enjoy the show. And if you want to support this podcast and our local journalism, please consider a subscription to Oregon Live. You can find details at OregonLive.com slash pod support. This episode of the show was produced by me, Vicki Connor, alongside Jamie Hale and Andrew Thien. Stay safe and happy travels, everyone. Until next time, we leave you with this 10 seconds of Zen.